So, Revzy, yeah, I've graduated from snack bitch mum to yeah. lunchbox mum. Welcome. How are you finding it? Hating it. Yeah. But that's okay. I've got all the enthusiasm of a first-time preschool kid mum yeah. where I'm doing Rafa's hair nicely. Aww. We know it's not going to last. So cute. <laughs> and doing a very cute lunchbox, which we know is also not going to last. It did get me thinking, though, with preschool, are they at an age where you can chuck money in a bag? What do you mean? And send it to school? No. no? Preschool? No. Where are they going to spend it? I don't know. I bet the local shop's just going to pop down to the chicken shop and grab themselves some lunch at three years old. Oh, I'm going to be that mum, aren't I? Yeah, lunch order mum. Yeah, yeah, lunch order mum. How yeah. sad. So the lunch orders at our school, it's all done through an app? Great. No, no, it sounds great, except everyone jumps on it at 8.45 and the whole app glitches. Oh, no. And so you don't have a lunch pack for your kid, but the cutoff is nine. If you don't get the lunch order in by nine. Can you, you do can... it the night before? You can, but like who fucking remembers? So I have been known many times to be like at the school gate, pop to the bakery next door. Of course. Grab a sausage roll and a move. And it's like, good luck. Have fun with lunch today. Cold sausage roll and a warm chocolate milk. Hey, dairy. Dairy and carbs. Yeah, nothing worse than off dairy for lunch. Bit of protein with the sausage. Hey, shit. Don't shit on yourself too much. Our school canteen is so elevated and healthy, like sushi and cut up crudités and raw vegetables and also plastic free. Yes, yes. Rafa's preschool's plastic free too. It's incredible. So if they order a drink, they have to take a cup and go to the canteen. They fill it up, then they drink it, then they have to return the cup. Like it's incredible. Zero waste, baby. I'm here for it. Yeah. I think that's great. Anyway, now that I have two and two lunchboxes and the whole thing, I'm much more efficient with it. I was going to say, I bet you found your rhythm and flow, baby. Because I have to be. I'm not there yet. No. But I'll get there. Do you put love notes in her lunchbox? I haven't yet because she can't read. Yeah, but you could do a little heart. Definitely could. Yeah. Will I? Probably next week, if I remember. My mum used to put love letters in our lunch. It was so nice. That's really sweet. So I started doing it. It's just nice warm fuzzies. My mum was a hybrid of the lunch money mum and then a lunchbox mum. Oh God, I've got a whole story about my mum. We need to do a whole episode with her and her experience living in Thailand and not having to do a lot of things and then moving to Australia and having to do all the things. And I used to come to school with like fancy deli foods Oh, because she didn't really grasp the concept straight away. <laughs> but you might like chuck in a pack of tiny teddies and like an apple. Yeah. I'd go to school with like tabbouleh and like fucking Hungarian hot salami. And just remember looking at my lunchbox and everyone else's and being like, why is mine so like adult? You know, like olives. Yeah. For an 11 year old. I mean, brilliant though. If that's what you like. Yeah. I used to always have. Ham and cheese sandwich, cut up watermelon and strawberries, tiny teddies, dried apricots, maybe a muesli bar. And did you love it? Loved it. Finger bun for recess. Oh, finger buns. Yes, fuck with yeah. sprinkles or without sprinkles? Coconut. Oh, with coconut. I knew you were going to say coconut. Coconut, baby. Or oh. sometimes hundreds and thousands if they didn't have coconut. And that was a special fucking day. Oh, I could really hit up some Baker's Delight right now. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do that for lunch. Bit of a Vegemite scroll. Bit of a like pull apart. Oh. Pull Stop apart. It. That's so retro. Vintage. Should we get into the yes. app? <laughs> we have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Rhapsody 
Rhapsody do die. Reeves of Tron. Reeves of Tron. I don't know. Our dear friend Meigs calls me Revs of Tron. Cute. Revatron. I don't know which one it is. She also calls me Revlon. Is this Megan the vegan? Of course. We love you, Megs. Hey, Megsy. Smeegsy. She is known in our wider group of friends as like the nicknamer. She is the one who comes up with all the good nicknames that stick. Yes. One of my favorites. What does she call you? Chum. Chum cat. Yeah, chum cat. Yeah. But one of my favorites is Megs and I toured with the Bell Shakespeare Company for a year. And one of our fellow castmates, his name was Damien Struthos and Megs coined the the nickname strudel. strudel love it and he's such a strudel he's such a sweet guy yeah, now I, he's like a grown-ass man with a kid i know i he's can't still do it strudel. In, in my head he's still 19 year old fresh out of high school strudel love it and t-bone we had a friend called Teresa, and meg's coined t-bone which Best. is just and she's this dainty little fantastic pocket rocket and, and she's meg's called like, t-bone t-bone motherfucker it's great love it sheree is cheese yeah why not speaking of your acting days yeah. Neighbours. I know. What's going on? Neighbours is getting the axe. Oh, brutal. It is quite brutal. How do you feel? I don't know. I've had to sit and process this for a little bit. I feel like there's been a degree of some hardcore OG OG followers of mine. Because just as I left Neighbours, Instagram started yeah so I was never on Instagram during my time on the show and so I didn't build a fan base is that what you call them of Of like neighbors fans yeah but there were a few people who found me post-show who are big fans of it anyway I've had a few DM slide-ins with people interested in my thoughts on neighbors going off the airways and I thought oh that's really interesting like I haven't really shared much about my time on the show. It's not that I didn't love my time on Neighbours. I absolutely frothed over that experience, but it also feels like many lifetimes mm. ago. I was on the show from 2010 to 2013. Shit. We're in 2022. That Fuck. was nine years ago that oh, I left the that show. That makes me feel really old. We're so old. It feels like yesterday that I would like pop down to Melbourne for the weekend yeah. to hang out with you. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, it's nuts. And look, I always carry a flame for Neighbours in my heart of one of my favourite jobs I've ever had. But here's the thing. Do I watch the show? Did I ever watch the show? No, Mm. I wasn't a fan of the show. I just happened to get employed on the show as an actor. And of course, like threw myself in full tilt, got to know all the characters, loved the storylines and grew to love it. But even when I left with the rise of Netflix Mm. that came shortly after I left the show, the landscape of television has changed significantly and it's a smorgasbord of offerings now in TV shows. And there's a lot of fucking good shows. It reminds me of when magazines closed down. Yes, very similar. So like, was it a year ago? Maybe 18 months ago, we lost like seven Australian titles. So Bauer Media, in case you didn't know, owned... Harper's Bazaar, Marie Claire, all those things. And they would shut down and people would grieve the loss of these titles. But then you say, well, when was the last time you bought a Harper's Bazaar? Correct. And then the people are like, oh, I haven't bought a magazine in 10 years. And like, well, you can't grieve the loss of it if if you're you're not not contributing. Exactly. Mm. And I'm someone who wasn't a contributor for the show. And this is the thing. Everyone in Australia is up in arms and there's this petition going around called Save Neighbours. But 
let's get down to facts because I love me a fact. Yep. The show is not made for Australia, yep. first and foremost. Even back in 2010 when I was on the show, there was very much a pivot to we make this show for UK audiences. Yep. Mm-hmm. So a little reality dose for me. Yep. When I worked on the show in Neighbours, I got recognised here and there, but nothing that sort of disrupted my life yep. in any way. When I went to the UK for Christmas one year. Proper famous. Like went into Topshop to try a cardigan on. Next minute, lines of young (gasps) tweens slash teens wanting to get a photo of me in a clothing store. I was so embarrassed. And of course, no one to manage it for me because I just happened to be there on holiday visiting my UK family. (gasps) And I just about died. So I had to like do the oh I've got got to go I'm running late and I probably came across like really rude but I was utterly flustered yeah and shocked by it all yes and you got asked to be on UK Big Brother yes um celebrity Big Brother celebrity Big Brother UK so hilarious and I remember I just never fancy myself as a celebrity like in the UK you were and remember everyone at Neighbours was like so you'll be doing it and you're like absolutely not yeah the producers (laughs) were like we have this amazing opportunity for you and I was like oh this is really exciting and they were like celebrity big brother uk have exclusively sent you an invite and i was like oh oh like no and they're like well what do you mean like why wouldn't you do it and i was like why would i do it i don't want to know editorial control yeah imagine being fully scrutinized like that like publicly no thanks so it's been made for uk audiences for a while it has for a very long while nearly a decade so it hasn't been on even the main channels here for ages yeah so when i was on neighbors it got moved from channel 10 to channel 10 peach like the secondary channel yeah at one point i think it was called channel 11 which is now maybe 10 peach i'm not really sure where it's gone but when a show gets moved out of a key time slot or a key channel that's when you know that it's not popular with its audiences anymore and same with the UK it got moved to channel 5 so channel 5 have had it I believe for the last eight years don't quote me on that and now channel 5 have decided not to renew their contract with neighbors (sighs) and without a UK market neighbors can't continue and this is the thing like Aussies are rating right I feel like the loss of neighbors is on par with when they decided to get rid of the Manly Ferries. <gasps> Devastating. Right? Yes. Because it's iconic. Iconic. It's like if you live in Manly or if you've been to Manly and you've caught the Manly to Sydney ferry, it's famously cream and green. It's just beautiful. It's this big barge on you the call water. That cream? No. Yellow. Is it yellow? It's yellow. But it's, a, it's not like it's a... off cream. <laughs> it's, <but> it's, <laughs> it's cream that's been in the fridge for two years. <laughs> it 100% is. But it's not like sunflower yellow. I'm just trying to paint a realistic picture. Yeah, I'd call it buttercup. Butter. Yes, I'd go with the butter vibes. It's butter and bottle. Yes, butter and bottle. <laughs> that butter combo. yellow and bottle green. Perfect. <laughs> it's famous. Yeah, it's green and gold. It's Aussie. It's green and gold. That's right. Yeah, and the fact that they were decommissioning them was devastating. Absolutely. And again, people raged. It's one of the most romantic things you can do, get the city to Manly Ferry. Well, apparently the new ferries that Mm. they're building will be... I'm hoping a similar colour palette. I could be wrong. I don't know. But it's just not what we know. And it's just the... Ugh, can't things stay as they are? I know, exactly. Uh, can't things stay as they are. But some facts about Neighbours. Yes. The views it was getting per episode in the UK 
Okay, let's just big market remind ourselves what the population of the UK is. So in Australia, I don't actually know. Can I hey, Siri? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the current population of Australia is twenty six mil. Okay. So getting closer towards thirty, the population of the UK is sixty eight mil, and sixty mil of them have COVID. <laughs> You're not wrong. So what does this mean? Well, I guess the point I'm trying to make is. It's more than double the right. population of Australia. Yeah. Now, the views it gets in the UK is 100,000 people. Oh, so that's nothing. Per episode. So nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. And I can empathise with the producers or anyone who it just works... It becomes unviable. Exactly. Yeah. Who works for Channel 5. You can't sell that no. ad space. Think of it this way. There are YouTubers making videos of themselves chatting to camera in their fucking bedrooms. Mm-hmm. It probably costs them... I don't know, 20 bucks to make a YouTube video from their bedroom and they're garnering upwards of two, three, four, five million million views. Yeah, it's a totally new landscape. Neighbours cannot survive off 100,000 views. How do you feel about it? Don't even get me started on the cost of making the show. Yeah. It's like a cast of 20 and then a crew of 30. All those people have to get paid. Anyway. Business aside, how how does your heart feel? Well, my heart obviously feels sad it's the end of an era and it was something that I'm really proud to have been a part of it's a piece of Australian history and there are people who've worked on that show their entire professional career this is an interesting conversation Mm. because they've literally dedicated 20 30 years of their lives to this show First of all, they've just lost a job. Yeah. Like that in itself yeah. is pretty abrupt. And when and you've hectic. been on something that long, that's a very hard transition to make if you want to keep working. Yeah. yeah. I will say the one maybe blessing, and again, I can't speak for them, for those OG neighbors characters who have stayed on for decades Dr. Carl. Dr. Carl. Susan. Susan. Harold. Toady. Oh. Harold's not on anymore, oh. but yes, he left before I'm the showing show. My ignorance. <laughs> That's all right. But at least they are in the later years of life. Sure. You know, it's not like they were on the show from age 10 to age 30, and it's like, oh, I've still got all these career years ahead. Yeah. Look, they might be fucking, not that they listen to the podcast, but you know, I imagine they would probably find that quite offensive. Yeah. But, you know, they had a good run. Yeah. Like, what a brilliant job yeah. to hold on to for that long. But what about crew? It's like, that's... Like... That's the... Yeah, that's where it's And fucked. writers. Yeah. I guess writers, there's always writing jobs, but... Oh. Are there always writing well, jobs? Like... I don't know. Like, the beautiful thing about working on a show like Neighbours is that it offered people in the industry, in a creative industry long-term contractual work yeah. which is so hard so to come rare. by yeah so i oh, feel rough when R.I.P. I, when i worked on the show there was a crew of 30 all with families and people at home exactly where are they all going oh, r.i.p neighbors r.i.p i love you and i'm so sorry this has happened neighbors was part of my sexual awakening honestly neighbors yeah, was it was um jesse uh what's his name jesse eisenberg is no. that his name no yeah. jesse eisenberg was nope, the actor from facebook jesse was his character <laughs> Jesse or was his name Jesse? He went on to be on in American TV. He was Dr. Carl's Jason hot, Donovan? Hot son. No, I'm not that old. All right. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> he was Brooke Satchwell's boyfriend. Mm. Come on. I t- Everyone's going to be yelling at their radio. Radio? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's 
going to be yelling at their phone right now like, his name was Jesse, whatever. Revs, I just stated I never watched the I know. show. Well, anyway, I was like 11 and he was my heartthrob. And I was like, Ooh, oh, boy, gosh. sexy. You know, I did read one article that said neighbors are rallying to get back all the OG stars like Margot Robbie, Chris Hemsworth, Russell Crowe, Kylie Minogue to oh. come and do a special Good luck, season. Guys. I was like, <laughs> Good luck, oh, y'all. Oh, guys. Like, <laughs> like I know Margot is someone who's very vocal about her appreciation of her acting beginnings yeah. being on Neighbours. She's not one of those people who's like turned a blind eye to where she started, but she's too busy to come back to Ramsey Street. <laughs> She don't have time for that. Imagine if they did, though. What a coup. What a coup. Look, maybe it's a trend, like the friends coming back together. You know, Will and Grace did it. Yeah. Maybe they could pull it off. Look, a one-ep special, a one-hour Neighbours special maybe, but not a season. All right. If you got the call up and Hemsworth and Margot and everyone was back, would you be there in a flash? They would never give me the call. Like, they are all, like, category A celebrity. I'm category F. F. I am so far down the tier no, of We want to know how Jade went in LA. <laughs> Lol. Lol. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, Revzy? Isla wants to get her ears pierced. Ooh, milestone. Big one. Well, she's seven. Yeah. My initial knee-jerk reaction was absolutely not you're a baby. And she's like, but this person has their ears pierced. This person has their ears pierced. People do it at school. And I was like, really? And then I was like, okay, sit with yourself unpack your response because I wasn't allowed to get my ears pierced till I was 14 maybe 15 yeah same isn't that interesting wasn't allowed wasn't allowed why well I think it was like tarty okay considered a bit skanky to get your ears pierced young see my mum used to say it's tacky seeing jewelry on children tacky so it's the Mm. same vibe Mm. it's like no it's a bit slutty weird well I'm looking at it and being like well it definitely wouldn't be that like she wouldn't look tarty she's seven and she'd probably wear little unicorns or something yeah little studs not like chandelier (laughs) epic (laughs) share earrings oh my god imagine i can't imagine (laughs) so i'm trying to like sit with myself and go i am my own parent i don't Mm. just have to follow the patterns that i grew up with it's a new time new era how do i feel about my baby getting her ears pierced and i can't sit with myself on it what as in you can't see a problem with it well i can't well, help me. Help me work this out. Like, I guess, is there a problem with it? Is she too young? Is there like a maintenance thing? Yeah, to me, there's no problem. Right. Well, honestly, like yeah. I'm that black and white about it. And I'm the same as you. I had a mum. Well, I managed to manipulate my way to a younger age, but she started like, with. You cannot let me get my ears pierced, but I'm off to get a tattoo and I'm <laughs> staying with my dad. <laughs> But she very much started with, you're not getting your ears pierced till you're 18. Oh. And then you're not getting your ears pierced till you're 15. You're not getting your ears pierced till you're 13. So I've got it down to age 13. 13. Because I was like, I'm a teenager. I'm an adult. I want my ears pierced. Well, that does feel like a good moment. 13. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you've moved out of 12 and now you're officially a teenager. That feels like maybe a nice little ritual symbol of you're old enough now. Yes. Coming of age. Coming of age. It's a bit like in Canto, how they get their gift. They get their ears. Okay, this is a really, really weak link. (laughs) It's just like in Canto. I guess, yeah, it'd be like when you have a bar mitzvah or whatever. Yeah. But then I'm like, but why? Why am I weirdly ruffling it, letting her get her ears pierced? Because thing is, if it doesn't suit or whatever, they'll just grow over, right? Yeah. It's not high risk. It's really low risk, in my opinion. They just have to have an awareness of how much it hurts yeah. because it's not entirely pain-free yeah. and if they're still up for it I just don't see a problem here's what I found 
Whoa. Oh, Siri wants to weigh in. What did she find? Hi, Siri. 27 things you understand if you live with creaky joints. Okay. Okay, Thanks, Siri. Oh, oh damn. Oh, we so middle-aged. Hey, Siri, what age should a girl get her ears pierced? I found this on the web. According to a study, seven is the average age. No way. That's hilarious. Dude, that's an omen. Yeah, do that's you reckon? A sign. Is it a sign? That's wild. But can I just say in Europe, like yeah. I'll use Spain for an example, yes. they get their babies yeah, ears they're pierced. they're born with like yeah. full-on chandelier earrings coming yeah. out the womb. Or India, they do it straight away, don't yeah. they? Yeah, it's like an adornment. I understand the perspective of, oh, but my baby yeah. doesn't have a choice and I'm inflicting pain by bedazzling them <laughs> with jewels. Like sure. there is a part of me that's like, yeah, would I put earrings on a newborn baby? Probs not. If I saw a newborn baby with earrings down the street, would I judge? No, no. absolutely not. Especially not if it's cultural. But the thing about Seven mm. is Isla's advocating for herself. Yes, she definitely one. has her own personal style now yeah. and she wants to express herself. And is that so terrible? Could you start with stick on or, or clip on? Done all that. Okay. And they just hurt. Yeah, they do. Clip ons are horrible. And she wants legit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she wants to actually have an earring. I in. get it. Yeah. Her dad's all fine with it. Great. She's really pushing me. Like she was literally like, can you call daddy today? And can we do it after school today? Which oh, bless. is, she's my kid, you know, like decide something, wants it, do it right now, you know. But I said to her, no, I really need to sit with it. I really, really need to sit with it because I don't want to make a mistake. Mm. Just let mommy sit with it until I feel comfortable. But then I'm like, but what am I telling her with that? Yeah. Like, till I'm comfortable? To me, it's just not that big a deal. Yeah. But you know Maybe what? I'm making it a much bigger deal. It needs like, For me, I'm like, it's bringing up all this like internalized misogyny stuff and like yeah. how we treat our girls differently to our boys. Like if Teddy wanted to get his ears pierced, would I be like, yeah, sure, do what you want. What if he was like, I want an eyebrow piercing? Ew, I dated a guy <laughs> in uni who had an eyebrow piercing. Can I tell you a funny story about yes, it? Yes, Okay, so I thought he was really cute, really liked him. We were dating for a couple of weeks, whatever. And it was like uni time. So he lived in a dorm at the uni and I would like stay over there. And I hated him. Oh, I know who you're talking about yeah, now. Yeah. Just landed. I hated his eyebrow. He had like one of those eyebrow bars. No. Was, well, like, rings or bars. They're all this bad. This was like 2005, right? So it was like this bar through his eyebrow. God, it was so bad. And it was really not cool at the time. He wasn't that cool. Like, you know, yeah. it was a probably, he came from Canberra. It's fine. You know, they have different <laughs> rules down there. Anyway, so we were in the shower one day. I saw saw it fall out oh weird and he didn't notice and do you know what i did what kicked it down I the drain <laughs> i kicked it down the drain you were like and, and, then I was like, and then i was like oh my god i'm the worst person alive and then he was like oh oh where's my piercing going i was like oh weird and he was like oh well and then it grew over i was like yes <laughs> so good nailed it so on the topic of body piercings mm-hmm. both revs and oh, i no. got a belly buttons pierced i was the first you were in our year absolute trendsetter it was the britney era yep christina I was aguilera all about having some sort of bedazzled jewel with some hanging chandeliers it's just so, so gross. fucking gross so now gross. that i look back to it but your body rejected yeah. your belly button my piercing. body literally rejected being cool yeah mm-hmm. it pushed the metal <laughs> out out yep. i remember your skin became thread-like yeah. and we were like, like a wobbly tooth. Seriously. It's going to go. It's going to go. We were at the gym. You yes, remember? we were at Fitness First. Yeah, we were at the gym. <laughs> and it was like, bop. And everyone laughed at me for days. Yeah, it was great. I remember M, our friend M, being like, your body literally just rejected coolness. Yep. <laughs> Shame. Such a nerd. Oh, dear. Can't be cool if I try. 
Can I make a suggestion? I don't think there's anything wrong with you feeling a little bit of apprehension because once again, it's another symbol of you're growing up too fast. And God, I mean, every generation must say it about their kids, but their childhood innocence disintegrates so quickly at a rate of knots. But it would be crazy to think that a pierced ear is getting rid of innocence. No, it's just not. But it adds a maturity to their look, right? Because jewellery is... Ah, see, that's... And yeah, and now we're hitting on it. This is the thing. It's the look. Yes. So it's, I guess it's a perception out in the world of what they're giving off, which I don't want to indulge in controlling that. No, of course you don't. Yeah. So this is why I guess I understand your internal battle Mm. about this now. Mm. But something about 13 resonated with you, right? This idea of like, and do you know what? I am a little bit all for earning something and the lesson of patience and waiting to Mm -hmm. reach a certain age. I am not about kids saying, I want this. And you go done at all. Like, I just don't think that's right either. Yeah. So another thing you could do, because 13 is quite a long wait for a seven-year-old. Well, it's half her life again. Exactly. Wait. <laughs> it's the same amount of her life again. She's it's- at the halfway point. <laughs> Does this make sense? I don't know. Let's just roll with it. But maybe you could do 10 yeah. as a double digit. Double digits. Double digits was a big deal. Mm. I don't know if your parents made a meal of double digits, but my mum was like, you're turning double digits yeah. tomorrow. And it was like this big yeah. thing in my household. Yeah. Like that closes the gap to in three years time. Yeah. But once again, one of the things that we battle more than anything as parents is the peers. Yes. Well, three of her friends have their ears pierced. Yeah. If three of her friends have their ears pierced, that makes your job really challenging. Mm. If you were resistant to the idea of it. Girlfriend can't even do a fucking COVID test. How's she going to get her ears pierced? She'll get one and then be like, no, I don't want the other side. And (laughs) thus the journey of vanity begins. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. It's well, yeah, she's not particularly hairy, so she's never going to have to go through the pain that me and my sister went through to just uh, remove every hair from our body. So she takes after her dad. Yeah, she's nice and dolphin-y, lucky, lucky girl. Well, I don't know, though. Puberty does weird shit to people. That's true. That's true. You never know what's coming around the bend. You really don't. So what are you thinking? I don't know. I really, I'm going to try something new for me. I'm going to sit with it until it feels right or wrong. Okay. I'm not going to rush myself. Or let her rush me. Yeah. I'm learning, guys. <laughs> I'm evolving from the dog mistake. I'll believe it when I see it. And I'm just going to sit with it until I feel right in one direction or the other. I was kind of hoping her dad would be like, no, absolutely not. So I could be like, well, sorry. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. The decision lays on me. Have you told Isla about the dog? Yes, I have. How did it go? She's okay. She took it quite well. Okay. Yeah. When did you tell her? Yesterday. Well done. Teddy was absolutely fine. I was like, I thought this was coming. That's all I want to say. Oh, bless her. She's okay. She had a bit of a cry, but she's okay. So does she think it's gone to doggy heaven? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I've okay. got so many DMs shaming me. Are you serious? I had a barrage of shaming DMs. DLs. We <laughs> said, don't skate in. Come on. I really have been like really copping it the last few days. Oh, no. I get it. It's not, you know, even my stepmom was like, oh, no, no, you can't. You can't, you know? Yeah. I get it. It's not... Um, it's not ideal. Yeah. The whole thing has been a massive cock up on my part. <laughs> I can see now why you're sitting on the earrings decision because the dog decision <laughs> oh, was a terrible one. I just don't want to make decisions for a while, okay? Can yeah. we have a decisionless few months? Fine. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, Bestie? I don't have time for a particular TV commercial that's doing the rounds. Oh. First of all, context. Yeah. I've been watching Survivor. Great. It's my favorite reality show. Not even sorry Did about it. Did you watch it, it live? 
Yeah. Like while it's on? Yeah, because I can't With bear- ads. Dude, spoilers are everywhere. Oh, right. The internet is a treacherous place to hang out sure. in if you don't want spoilers. Okay. Yes, I watch it with ads. Okay. But, hold on, just quickly, bit of a technicality. Even if you watch it on catch-up, they still play ads. Oh, yeah. Right? They get you. Yeah, they, they get, get you. Yeah. There's this ad that's been playing on loop. And a few times it was on in the background and, you know, you always scroll your phone during yeah. the ads. And I never really noticed it. But then it was on every single ad break. And at one point I looked up and it's like when you listen to a song for the first time, you take in the tune, but yeah. not the lyrics. Yeah. And I thought, oh, yeah, pregnant lady, meh, meh, meh. No big deal. Then one time it played again, and for whatever reason, it caught my attention. So the ad starts with a woman who is nine months pregnant, Mm -hmm. and then it goes backwards in time with her bump getting smaller and smaller to the day that she finds out she's (gasps) pregnant. I've seen it. Yes! I've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. Keep going. Okay. And then it ends up with her being at a party before she's even pregnant, and the message is about not drinking alcohol while you're pregnant but the tagline is stop drinking when you know you want to start trying yeah, for I think a it's baby stop drinking when you start trying when you start trying i know I- thoughts as a non-drinker? Well, this is what shook me. Right. I'm a non-drinker, but I was fucking triggered by it. Yeah. Because I have a lot of drinking friends who drank through their pregnancy. And I'm not talking getting wasted or drinking no. a bottle of Like, I'm not even talking a full glass of wine. I'm talking like half a glass on the odd weekend yeah. just to take the edge off. But they've all met with their doctors and they've all asked their doctors. And the advice has always been... You can absolutely enjoy a small glass of wine. Or two or three. In moderation. So has there been new advice or something? Is there like, is something happened? Have they uncovered something? Like, I noticed this too and I was like, whoa. So I had a strong reaction as well. Yes. But that is because when I was pregnant, almost five years ago, it was the last time I was pregnant, my OB and my GP said, yeah, one or two glasses is fine. In fact, my GP went as far to say, they do actually think that two glasses of red a week, blah, blah, blah. There was something. And, you know, you just take the information that suits you. I don't generally feel like drinking when I'm pregnant. Yes, and I know a lot of people say this. So I never really drank much. I did drink more pregnant with Teddy than I did with Isla, probably because I had a toddler, but also not not casually at home. Oh, whatever. I'm not justifying it. No. I'm not going to do like a weird, it was only ever a half a glass and only when I was social. Whatever. I definitely drank when I was pregnant. But that was, yeah, my OB and GP said fine, but is there some sort of new info or something? No. There isn't. There isn't? No, I looked into this. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, because after I saw the ad, I was like, I wonder if there's... The information is still the same. Right. It's advised, like, definitely don't get wasted. Stop drinking when you start trying. That is such a stress on people who are trying to conceive. And ding, ding, ding. Right. This is my problem with the ad. This is my trigger. It's just another layer of guilt slathered on to women. Just the woman. Just women. Yeah. No one else has to stop drinking. Yes. This is my problem. And I thought, first of all, if you were pregnant Mm -hmm. watching this ad and you had already previously enjoyed Mm -hmm. the odd glass of wine or two, Mm -hmm. instant guilt. Well, I don't think my sister would mind me sharing. She had like two glasses of wine in her last pregnancy. And then months later, I was like, oh, the baby's quite small. And she was like, oh my God, 
it was that wine I had in Byron. This is exactly... It was that wine I had in Byron. And I was like, it was not the wine you had in Byron. It 100% was not. This is what I was going to get to. Right. Because, so you have your pregnant women, yeah. right? Drowning in guilt. Then you have your women nursing their newborns, yeah. watching fucking Survivor, yeah. trying to enjoy themselves for once in their lives. And then this ad comes on and like exactly what you said, what if their baby, I don't know, is slower to develop? They see this ad, they're going to yeah. blame themselves for that two glasses okay, of wine okay. and I'm getting stressed now that and we're then, saying the wrong thing though like maybe it is not right to drink when you're pregnant like I don't want to like do you know what I mean I don't want to be the person who's like but no, know, I, what I, if we I, find out down the track that actually it's terrible and oh well then we're things. talking decades yeah, upon yeah. decades <laughs> of people who what their brains are fried yeah. from their parents having the odd glass I mean, of wine I mean we were all cooked in wine we were all cooked in wine and cigarettes, cigarettes. <laughs> like I understand that there is a lot of scientific evidence-based yeah, yeah. information and you would never about smoke now. smoking. No, yeah. we know this. Yeah. And I'm not here preaching fucking neck a bottle of wine. Okay, yeah. that's not what yeah, we're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. It's what are you saying? Tell me. The issue for me isn't the amount of wine or not the amount of wine. Like I want to go back to reminding everyone to seek advice yeah. from your own midwife, doctor, medical professional. Yeah, medical professional. But it's just that it was a government ad and I hated how incredibly mum-shamey. And condescending. Totally condescending. Do you know there's one line in it? I'm going to paraphrase a bit, but the sense was... For every drink you have, your baby is drinking it too. Uh, it's just, it's just, a, it's a powerful line. Mm. And I know the writers were like, it's a powerful line. Yeah. But okay, let me zoom out for a second. Are they making these ads for perhaps people who are drinking getting too waste, much, who are drinking too much, right? And they just have to sort of palletize it. Yes. Yeah. And look, I understand. I've got a girlfriend. Palletize? Is that a word? I have no idea, it but I now. just rolled it. Coin, <laughs> coin it, baby. Just coin it. <laughs> I have a girlfriend who's a nurse and she and I went through fertility struggles at the same time. And one of the things that was incredibly hard for her was here she was, this healthy 30-year-old trying desperately to have a baby and going about her day as best as she can to take care of herself, looking after full-blown heroin junkies who have just had babies who are coming off the drug. Oh, wow. You know, and she would sit there and go, why can't I get pregnant? And then there are these women who really don't take care of themselves for whatever reason. Look, we're not going to judge yeah, their no. situation, but can get pregnant without even wanting to be pregnant and yeah. are delivering these poor babies who are coming off drugs. Oh right. God. Horrible situation. If that message is indeed to target perhaps people who make terrible choices with alcohol, I understand. But. The way that the ad is done, and I wish we could find it and film it and share it. I'm sure we can. Is that the broader population who doesn't do that will feel the effects of that ad and therefore directly impact okay. their mental health. It just yeah, does. So I guess like what is the harm? Like what is it doing as harm? So if everyone just stopped drinking pregnant, I guess that wouldn't be terrible. But I think for me it was the tone. Like it felt very. The it tone. just felt made by a man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It just, it just felt very like ScoMo government telling us yep. women there's another thing we can't do or we're not doing it right. It was almost like mansplaining, you know, pregnancy. pregnancy. It but was. of course it's not that. Like obviously there is a reason that ad exists. 
you're right. Maybe it's talking to a part of the population who. But is that obviously it? a reason? I don't know. I don't Sometimes know. Sometimes I just think budget gets thrown to things, and they're like, "Yeah, we haven't done an ad about it this in a while." It felt weird. Like it definitely caught my attention and felt like from another era or something. Yes. But there is this big push to sobriety now. Like definitely, it's, it's fashionable and becoming more more appropriate uh, what's the word fashionable sobriety is very different to government messaging yes of course but it is becoming like well you really should really think about your alcohol intake that is the message that is growing in all different areas of life like i've well, sober curiosity is something that's you know really spiked and there's all these non-alcoholic drinks but i'm not about it as we all know i'm a <laughs> you know absolute sailor when it comes to loving a drink and i think it's really important that i put my hand up here and say that i am not a martyr for non-drinkers no no at all you just don't drink i just don't drink but i always find it funny when i meet strangers I don't know, in some sort of social situation, let's just say it's a gathering of a motley mix of new friends and they ask if I want to drink and I'm like, oh no, I don't drink. Yeah. They're like, oh, good on you. Yeah. Almost yeah. like, well done. Yeah. For if me, you, it's, it's like, I just don't like mushrooms or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's not an achievement. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I had to work really hard at. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the tone of, look, we don't like it, do we? When like governments police women's bodies, we just don't. We really don't. We just, and it, it triggers, it's probably, okay, I'm starting to get our feelings now, I think. It's probably triggered in us a like, don't fucking tell me what to do with my body and my reproductive system, government, because they have a history of doing that to us. They certainly do. And it just felt really, I don't know, yeah, shamey. It felt so shamey. But I, I look, but then I don't feel triggered by being told to get a COVID vaccine. And it's, I guess. Yeah, but people do. <laughs> people do. Yeah. Well, maybe we should extend more empathy to those people yeah, if we're maybe. having this response to this. Yeah, you might be right. But do you know what? Another thought that I had was why aren't we fucking telling men yeah. not to drink who are the biggest percentage cause of domestic violence in yeah, a home yeah. against women? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like often it's alcohol-induced rage yeah. that happens that causes people to do really yeah. violent and fucked up shit to women. And I think, yeah, I was just irritated at the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. I know. It feels odd timing too. Yeah. With like the Brittany Higgins, Grace Tame, yeah. like power duo going on over there in Canberra. I think it just feels like, hey, whoa, 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 women, women, chill out. You're getting a little bit too much power. We need to put you back in your place. Yeah. But maybe we're really wrong and maybe we should not drink when we're pregnant. I don't know. I just like feel like I don't know enough about this. I'm going to go educate myself. Yeah. And as you said, Revs, you didn't really feel like drinking no. when you were pregnant. I also have a lot of friends who were coffee addicts who mm. fell pregnant. Oh, yeah. I don't drink coffee. Yeah. Pregnant. And yeah. didn't drink any coffee. Actually, lies. I didn't drink coffee with Isla. Didn't feel like it. Teddy, again, had a toddler. Kept drinking coffee. Yeah. See, circumstantial based. I also had like a packet of Tim Tams every night of both pregnancies and pasta every single day. Oh, Iggy is made up entirely of ham and cheese croissants. Yes. I don't think I ate anything else. Hot chips with chicken salt. <laughs> yep. Any meal. Great. And you know what? They're fine. They're beautiful and perfect. Yes. Yeah. I would just hate for a mum to see that ad who maybe has a child that had complications at birth yeah. that has impacted them for life and for that mum to blame themselves in the way that your sister did. That's yeah. what I can't handle. Yeah. Where it's like, it was that glass of wine. I know. Like, it's not going to be the glass. As I understood it, it's a percentage of the percentage of alcohol they get. So yes. if the alcohol's 7% or whatever, they get 1% of the 7% and it's fine. Yeah. Like, what about if you take Panadol? Or what if you eat high fructose? Or, you know, it's all what if you have a dessert shit. with liqueur in it? Like, where do we stop? Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, I feel triggered. Hard enough they take sashimi away from us. How dare they? And oysters. I know. Rude. Rude. Anyway, I'm sure we're going to get in trouble for that from someone. (laughs) Probably. I don't care. It's good to hash these things out. If it made us feel something, there's a reason. I'm just always going to advocate for women. End of. End of. And my son will too, because that's how I'm going to raise him. Yes. I guess we do have to advocate for the unborn children as well. I don't know. Oh, what? No, no, I'm not trying to be, I'm not, I'm just trying to think of this from all sides. I'm with you. I had that same feeling. That statement made you sound like you're not pro-choice. I am beyond pro-choice. Okay, I know. I just needed to correct that because when you said we need to advocate for the unborn children, all the pro-lifers will be like, that's right. Yes. Anti-abortion. Anti-abortion. Okay, I am pro-choice. Thank you. Absolutely. We both are. Just need to clarify that. Yes. Hit me with your nuts, bun. Oh, yeah. She got the pitch just right today. Hit me with your nuts, bun. Um, okay, remember a few weeks ago I recommended body oil in the shower? You did. Because I'm sexy now. I said, it could be any body oil. It could be a, a olive oil for all I care. Remember I said that? Yeah. No, I have a specific oil. Oh, she's found the one. I found the one, you guys. It's true love. What is it? The brand is... You say. You say what? You say what? <laughs> you say fragrances. They're on Instagram. I will tag them in the Not Spony and put it in the show notes. Y U S E I. Ooh. They cute. do oils, fragrances, incense, all sorts of beautiful things. The body oil that I like is called Dew. Dew? D- How do you say it? D- Morning Dew or Mountain Dew? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dew. Dew. Yeah. Dew. <laughs> Dew. <laughs> One of those things it's now impossible to say. It is so beautiful. It's quite a light oil. It's not like a heavy, thick, sticky oil. Mm-hmm. You could put it in your bath if you're into that. I love that. You could put it on your legs over top of a moisturizer if you're into that. Delicious. But I have it in the shower and I just do a little all over after I'm done, pat dry. It's divine. Heaven. I don't Heaven. know if we've already shared this tip, but a body oil after a shower makes your tan last longer. It extends your tan. Whether it's fake or real. Yes. Both. All of it. Don't have a real tan. It's dangerous. Don't do that. Fake tans only. Healthy yeah, tan. I know. I'm, no. I'm rocking a natural tan at the moment and I feel guilty about it. And I'm worried I'm going to look back on the summer of 2022 when I lived outside and that's when I got melanoma. Yeah, but there is winter rev skin versus summer rev know, skin, which is slightly more tan. You have a lot of freckles. My freckles are out of control. And DLs, she doesn't normally have this many They're freckles. They're always hiding there just under the surface. That's like a hyper color t-shirt. You yeah. go outside and it's like, hello. <laughs> I jumped on FaceTime with Rebs while I was away and I was like, honey, <laughs> what is going on? How much sun have you been getting? I really have been living outside a lot. Anyway. SPF 50 and all that. Uh, I thought you were saying the body oil has SPF 50. I was about to be really impressed. (laughs) It doesn't, but use your SPF. But body oil in the shower, seriously, you just feel fab. Yeah. You know, skin's always nice. My legs have been so dry. Wait, wait, wait. Body oil in the shower? In the shower. It's amazing. Oh, no, no, no. I'm all about the body oil after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't the water rub it off? No, it actually is the perfect balance Ah. because then it's like you've had your oil, but also you've almost washed with it and then it stays on the skin. It's Ah. divine. But you don't feel like you're like coming out of a massage (laughs) covered in oil. (laughs) Like a seal. Yeah, it's perfect. Anyway, you say do. They also do a face oil that is divine and they do lots of fragrances as well. My favorite is the roll-on that's called incense. Beautiful. And there's also one called alchemy. Very sexy. If you like a woody... Anyway, the whole brand you say. Just go look them up. But the body oil is divine. Love it. Hit me with your nuts bun. Yeah. I said, hit, hit me, me with, with your nuts bun. Boop, boop, boop. 
What you got? Oh, she's off. I gotta get it. <laughs> oh, Mecca? Yeah, baby. Mecca. I've got some Mecca products to share. So oh, I bought... I've seen these. Yeah, so I bought these uh, fairly recently. I would say I bought these about a month ago. So I've trialed them for a month, so I feel like my opinions are valuable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're called Mecca Max Sticks. I've got a off-duty contour stick, nice. off-duty blush stick, and off-duty glow stick. Let's just call it the off-duty range, shall we? Oh, it's quite pearly. Now, I was definitely influenced on the gram by beauty influencer Eleanor Pendleton. I also saw her using these. Yes. and She's got those cheekbones. Yeah, she makes it look beautiful. Yeah, but for me, it's not about the cheekbones. Okay. Little side hot tip. Okay. If you follow any beauty influencers, for the love of all good things in this world, <laughs> make sure they have a similar vibe oh, to this you. This is why you love Elle, because you yes. guys have the same skin. Yeah, so Eleanor ah. is half Filipino, I'm half Thai, and we both have that same Eurasian olive skin. Ah. So anything that Elle recommends, I'm like, tick, tick, boom, right? That's to cut. I'm not going to follow a fair-skinned, Caucasian, blue-eyed, blonde-haired person who's recommending an eyeshadow that mm. makes blue eyes pop. Yeah, and See, then Zoe Foster Blake is my go-to because she's got the blue eyes. She's my go-to! <laughs> Whoa! But she is. Zoe Foster Blake says, like, I looked at this product once and I'm like, I'll buy 10. It's a perfect fit. It is. There you go. Oh, if you like beauty, just quickly recommending Lucy Neville on the gram. If you're a Caucasian blonde, she does great beauty content. How good. Mm. Love a good influencer reco. All right. So these are from Mecca Max. I have a disrecommendation. A disrecommendation. <laughs> I know. Is that such a thing? It is today. The off-duty blush stick. Okay. Don't buy it. Why? It's not pigmented enough. Oh. Yeah. Now, I love Mecca products, but this one, I put it on my cheeks and it comes out really pink. Neck minute, gone. gone. I feel this is a cream blush problem. No, there is one brand of cream blush. Nars. No. Oh. Trini. Oh, Trini. I need to save that. You're making me sorry, use up sorry. all my knots. I'll sorry. share that in the next one. No, we're talking blush sticks, so just bring it all. Okay, look, just don't get the off-duty yeah, blush stick. it's already gone. Yeah, see? Head. It's wow. barely there. How did that happen? And do you know what? I'm glad you tried it, Revs, because I wanted to see if it was more pigmented yeah, on your on skin. skin. Because it usually is. Yes, because I'm... When you've tried my lippies, it's like... <laughs> it's like I'm not wearing anything. I know. Oh, deals. Revs has just walked over to the mirror and is currently rubbing in the yeah. off-duty blush stick. Yeah. No, this is what I mean. It starts great. Yeah. Neck minute, gone. Do you wear foundation? Not normally. Yeah, right. That but... might be why. It no, has but, to, no, but I... to adhere to. No, but I have been okay, when yeah, I've yeah. been trialing this. Okay, so the not last... the off-duty blush. No. Talk about the other two. Okay. Here's the not spawny. The off-duty contour stick is elite. Okay. Contour. First of all, you don't strike me as a contourer. No, I love contour. Oh. I've got a moon face. Yeah. I need dimension. <laughs> no, I do. I've got face. a flat. No, it's very common amongst Asian people that you have a flat, round face. Okay. And I to have. Me, you have a beautifully angular. Okay, thank you. I I appreciate it. Compliment not accepted. <laughs> no, I did. I accepted. I said thank you, but I like to add more dimension. So, do you do the three? So the three everyone is when you go from like the center of your forehead and you do like a three, three around to your, your cheekbone and then down, down to your, your jaw along your jawline. Yes. Now, once upon a yesterday, <laughs> okay, she's getting poetic. I used to use a bronzer powder yes. with a brush, mm -hmm. and you you know you got to do all that anyway. It's a whole thing, and it would take a while yeah. to try and get it in the right spot. Yeah. The contour stick mm -hmm. so easy. Oh. 
can I do a demo? Yeah, do it. So I literally, Again, I literally, really medium. roughly just draw. See how rough I drew that? That was very not gem. Nope, just you rough. Just went right in there. Yep. And then you, you use your in. hands to rub it. I'm rubbing it in right now, DLs. You need a and mirror. What's, You've got it in your hair. And, but what's <laughs> amazing about it is how creamy yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It blends like, I'm not kidding. It makes my skin feel airbrushed. Mm. It's creamy and it's got a dewiness really to nice. it. It's really nice. It's really nice. And it's so quick and easy. Now, I love anything that's a mum hack. Yep. And I'm, anything that's a mum hack is anything that saves me time. Yep. And this contour stick saves me time. Next, we're moving on to the off-duty glow stick. Mm. Now, once upon a yesteryear... I'm just going to tell you how comfortable you seem in this space right now. <laughs> Quite comfortable as a beauty influencer. Revs, you know when I when something hits with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't help but tell everyone. Yes, and I could sell ice to Eskimos I when know. I'm in this zone. Yeah. But the glow stick... <laughs> Now, there was a period where we all went highlighter crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And you fucking needed sunglasses to look at some people's faces. It was that blinding. And really like shiny. Yeah. Like glittery. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. Now, this Mm -hmm. subtle, Mm -hmm. let me show you. Oh, yeah. I'm just doing a little. It's pearly. Yeah. It's more of a a balm. Yes. It's more of a balm. And it blends. And once again, it gives you a dewy finish. But a light, yeah. yeah, the light is bouncing off those cheekbones. But without it being a blinding line. You know when people yeah, yeah, used yeah. to do highlighter, uh-huh. it's like, oh, you haven't rubbed yeah, it in. Yeah, it's yeah. like a straight line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Now, one thing I will say, though, is I've got combination skin. If you have really oily skin mm. and you don't like your skin being additionally Shiny. oily, mm-hmm. then it already is. I don't recommend these products. Okay. There's an oiliness to it, okay. which is what I like because to me it feels moisturizing. Sure. If you have dry skin, I reckon you'd froth on this. Yeah, I want to get one of those. How's yeah. the blush going now? It's been on for a few minutes. It's so subtle. I yeah. don't know. I don't recommend the blush. I, so I moved from powder to cream blush yep. a year ago and it took me ages to feel comfortable with it. I was so used to powder blush, but yeah. I, you know, it's just not cool anymore. You just don't do it. It's aging. Mm. But yeah, cream. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. It's aging. What is? Powder, powder products. I mean, I still use a powder bronzer. Wait, what? Why? Because it like falls into your creases. And it's dry, whereas okay, a creamy... Okay. Wait, okay, I have to laugh. So you mean it makes you look older than you are because yeah. it highlights your creases. See, when you said it's aging, I thought you meant... It's going to just... rapidly age. Yes, I did. I genuinely thought you... Well, think about who wears like powder foundation. My nan. Yeah, nana. Yeah. yeah. Like, so then we moved to liquid foundation and now it's all about cream blush and highlight. Yes. And stuff. Yeah. I like the packaging. Yeah. Easy to use. Highly recommend Mecca Max off-duty sticks. I just did a Mecca order yesterday. Oh, bugger. For an old not spunny, which was my hourglass mascara. Oh, I love hourglass. Because I ran out of it and had to use another one and it's all over my face. Oh. Can't fuck with not tubular mascara no. anymore. Definitely no not. No time for it. No time, but baby. Shh. Should we cue the outro? Oh, yeah, girl. One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast.